day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And we're here for our review and rank series for 2021. And today's all about the delightful country of Slovenia. Yeah, love Slovenia. Haven't been yet. I'd love to go though. It seems like a beautiful country. Well, maybe if their entry's really good this year, we might be going next year, Dale. But let's have, <laughs> let's have a little bit of a chat about Slovenia at the contest. It's participated 25 times since their debut in 1993. No wins so far and only two top 10 finishes. Ooh. Uh, the last decade has produced a pattern of two non-qualifiers being followed by two qualifications for the grand final. Mm. Very consistent pattern there from Slovenia. And they are coming off two qualifications in 2018 and 2019. So they'll be looking to break the pattern this year, Dale. And who do they have for us? Well, looking to go for three in a row is Anna Sokolic with Amen. So Anna, who is 36 years old, about to turn 37 in a matter of days. So by the time you listen to this, she might be 37. Mm. Happy birthday, Anna. Yes. Uh, She started her career 17 years ago. So she is an experienced performer. She's trained in both opera and gospel singing and has performed with orchestras and at festivals all over Europe. She won the national final for Slovenia EMA in 2020 with Voda and was invited back this year by the broadcaster when, of course, we know the contest was cancelled last year. Um, Interesting on the song, someone who's had a a go in the lyrics is Charlie Mason, Mm. who famously wrote Rise Like a Phoenix, also did Here For You for Slovenia, Beauty Never Lies, and also Rocco's The Dream from Croatia a couple of years ago. Okay, interesting. Yeah, he's got some chops, this guy. And she had a, a, a role in playing and writing the song as well. Charlie Mason listened to our episode on Rocco's The Dream. And uh, said we were cheeky. So if he's listening now, maybe apologies in advance and apologies to anyone who ever listens to us who has anything to do with the song. (laughs) Not at all. It was nice to to get some feedback. Mm. All right. Shall we talk about uh, the pros on this one? Well, I've got to say um, all the experience that Anna has is coming out in this song as far as a vocal ability goes. She's going to be possibly one of the best vocalists we see in this competition. And this song really does give her an opportunity to show that range. And it, I've got to say, when she brings her voice through to power, it is very impressive. Yeah, number one, you've got to say vocal. Totally agree on that one as well. And this is all about that for the song. The song is all about her vocal and this big power gospel ballad. And in the past, we've had years with lots of female ballads, 2016, 2017 particularly. We had like every second song was a female ballad. Mm. Not so much this year. So that's got to be a major pro that she is going to stand out and be one of the people who gets to show off their vocal like no other. Yeah, definitely agree. Um, And when we talk about ballads, this is a a really nice traditional ballad and it brings a build throughout the song and we see that come to a crescendo in the final 30 seconds or so. 
and that's that time where she really does get to show off that vocal and really does bring in that you know choral element mm. uh so yeah you, you can see some really traditional elements here which i think will, will strike a chord with a, a lot of people watching yeah indeed i think um you've got to say there's jury potential here as well um for sure look we know juries love a vocal they go for a oh, vocal they do. They, do. they really, really do. So there's going to be jury votes here. So that has got to be a pro because there's a lot of people who may fall down because of singing. She's not going to be one of them. Mm-hmm. And when you, you're voting first or 16th like the juries do, she's going to be at least middle of the road for people. Even if they don't like the song, they're going to go, oh, great vocal. She's in my 10 for sure. That will add up over time. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, also, the only other thing as well, when you talk about like that whole choral, hallelujah, amen, don't forget, there's a lot of people watching and a mm-hmm. lot of people who have faith. Yeah. And this is a subject matter that will be important to them and represented by them. I mean, is it the most genuine church kind of stuff in the world? No, but there's a lot of hallelujahs and there's a lot of amens. And if that is something really important to you, then this really might speak volumes. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we do forget, in particular, if you're not a person of faith, perhaps you're not uh, realizing how big these kind of things are. Mm. All right. I guess we should talk about some of the downfalls because I'm out of positives. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, this is a very traditional ballad and therefore it doesn't really deliver anything fresh or modern because I wouldn't say this is a modern type of ballad at all I think it's very in the slot Eurovision kind of ballad Um, so therefore I do feel like it's not really going to garner the attention of really juries apart from maybe the odd note or so or particularly the tally voting public and we know it's got buried in second spot in the running order yeah I actually put down running order as probably the biggest issue for this song um, there's a lot of them, but I thought this had a sneaky chance because of the vocal, because it can powerfully deliver something, and we might have a blind spot for that. Then they put her in second, and I was yeah. like, "There's the nail in the coffin for sure." Mm-hmm. Because if we're, if she was in the place of North Macedonia, I would be giving it much more of a chance. But you've come, you're going to come after the root, but then Russian woman's going to come after you, and after you listen to 16 songs in this big banging semi. Uh, this is just going to be a killer on the telly vote for sure. I had written down Swapper with North Macedonia and all of a sudden it's a very different equation, isn't it? Mm. Look, um, I'm also going to say here, traditional ballads can really work. Like, look at Tamara Tedesca. That won the jury in oh, the yeah. grand final. But I don't think this song is of that top kind of tier ballad even even if you're comparing it to the modern ones we have so unfortunately i think she's got a bit of a you know a bit of a limp fish of a song here i don't even know if that's a saying but (laughs) but yeah even what she's got to work with there's only so much she can do to bring this up and i think the song is a bit lacking i'm afraid look and for what i said about the hallelujahs and amens i love to um contradict myself number one it's that's a basic as and in terms of even people of faith i don't even think they're gonna have faith in it and saying that i feel like the semi-finals have a very different audience than the grand final i actually think this would have a better chance of garnering some tally vote in a grand final because mm-hmm. i think you do have that subset who watch it once a year the semi-final it's a bit of a niche audience and i'm guessing then maybe the faith isn't as big with them okay fair <laughs> enough look um 
Uh, I'm I'm really sorry you mentioned Charlie Mason because I'm going to talk about the lyrical content here. I hope he's not listening. I find it very odd and very negative. And I did from the opening time I oh, ever really? heard okay. it. Oh, we've got we've got lyrics like beaten and bruised and fear that never goes away. And and like I just find I figure I figured the song's about resilience and you need to get yeah, over these yeah. things. But it's these negative sentiments. I just don't think. I just they stuck with me on my first listen, mm, okay. and I can imagine first people listening. You know, we're coming out of COVID, all this sort of stuff. Nobody wants to be talking about being battered and bruised, and it's just a little maybe heavy-handed. True, true. I guess it's a tried and tested thing. It's about overcoming something, and then I guess you're hitting those big, big notes at the end, and it's about the power and coming out of it. So yeah. I see why they went in that direction, and true. those lyrics make sense. But maybe. Will it miss the mark of how few people are feeling? It was one of the first things I noticed about oh, really? the song. I oh, didn't yeah. actually notice I it. I really yeah. noticed a negative sentiment within the lyrics. Um, for me, I normally love big power ballads sung by a female. Like Who doesn't? Though? Like, exactly. I don't feel anything for this. My head says this is a great vocal. And it is. Like, <laughs> it's great. I have zero feeling for it. No, even in the big build-up at the end, it just does nothing for me. I don't get any feels from it. So I just feel like there's something a little... I don't want to say... It's not cold, but it's just... I don't feel like it tugs on my emotions. And mm. that surprises me for the style of song it is. I should at least feel a little goosebumpy. Yeah, you should. Nothing. Not even a bump. Yeah, no, fair enough. I'm kind of in the same realm with you on that one. All right, last thing. Way it ends. Gosh. It just pitters out into nothing. Oh, yeah. Like, you hit this big thing and goes... And that's it. I was okay. like, no, if you're going to hit on big, hit big, hit Dami Yim, like, rah, big note at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, if you're going to go big, go big. She might do that in the live, though, you know, true, when, it true, comes yes. to the, when it comes to the actual performance. Fair enough. All right. Well, look, that's how we feel about the song on the pros and cons. But before we get to our rankings, let's look at the Aussie Vision team. The 17 contributors, including us two, uh, voted. And we ranked this out of the 38 songs because we're not voting for Australia in this. Mm-hmm. We voted this 33rd. Oh, okay. Yeah, this doesn't shock me, though. <laughs> I thought, I actually think it's a little higher than I expected. <laughs> you thought that was a little high. Yeah, well, it's beaten, what, 34, 5, 6, 7, 8, beaten 5 home. Yeah. Um, and a good quality year. So She's a good vocalist. It's appealed to some people. Mm. So it did have a top 10. Um, 7th to 38th was the range. Oh, wow. Um, there were nine... In the 30s, out of the 15 that we know, because we don't know our two votes, thinking that might increase. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But again, before we get to our ranks, we're going to talk to, we're going to hear from two of the Aussie Vision team, one who voted it high, which is Laura, and one who had it low, which is Fleur. Amen is the power ballad I've been craving in Eurovision 2021. The lyrics are authentic to Anna Soklich, and I really appreciate that even if they might come across as preachy to some. It's really quite a simple song, which means that the star of the show will be Anna's vocals, which shouldn't be a problem. Anna has powerful and unique vocals, which help elevate the song and will no doubt elevate her live performance this year at Eurovision. The key change in particular is a highlight of the song. That moment gives me goosebumps. I also think that the gospel choir is a fantastic element of the song which gives it the lift it needs. It's gone down a little bit in my ranking since other songs came out, but I still really enjoy listening to it. Okay, 
I think Anna Sokolich is an amazing singer. She's a fantastic talent. And a good thing about this song is that this showcases her voice very well. It's excellent. It's on point. But that's it for me. I really do not like this song. Every single gospel cliche is thrown at it from the title to the hallelujahs to the choir in the background. At one point, I was waiting for a TV evangelist to pop up next to her. This song has got so many bells and whistles. I mean, it just bills and bills and bills and bills and bills. And the result is a hot mess. This song is so preachy. It reminds me of going to church. Um, yeah, it does have its place in the contest. I'd give it that. But for me, this was this went for longer than three minutes. I I was waiting for it to end. I struggled getting through this. Well, Laura definitely saw the authenticity there from Anna. And yeah, she can see this elevating in a live performance. And if they can bring a different staging from what they showcased at her uh, national final, then yes, I agree with that. And Fleur, look, showcases the vocal, which is everything we've said, but very cliche as well. And you have to agree that that is very cliche, that song. And it's just not her cup of tea. So you can understand that. And I feel like people fall in the two camps, and I just think one camp might just have a few more people than the other. Yeah, a few. All right, well, let's, maybe then let's go on to our wrap and rank then, Michael. You can kick us off. All right. Well, look, it is great to see Anna back and get her chance on the Eurovision stage. For a, for a nation like Slovenia to be able to perform in front of, you know, hundreds of tens of millions of people is just such a, an amazing opportunity, so good for her. I do think the song is better than Voda. But unfortunately, it's just not at the level of some of the others in this semi-final, and therefore I can see it just getting really overshadowed. I just can't see this making Saturday night at all. Does nothing for me, and I've ranked it thirty second. Thirty second, yeah. So it's I been a few. I actually think that's actually quite high. God, what have you put below this? No, oh, there's some terrible songs out there. <laughs> all right, well, look, for for me. Um, I love that she's there as well. She mm. does what she does well. And she is going to deliver us a great vocal. And that's going to be great to see on mm. the night, for sure. Um, and she's going to show that off to loads of people, as you mentioned. I think it will get the jury love. And you never know what happens on the night. You never know if there's a lot of faltering vocals. You just don't know what could happen. If I'm ever going to see a shock qualifier, the shockest since San Marino last time, it would be this. But I don't think it's going to qualify. I was going to but say, I'm just... if 15 other people get COVID and can't <laughs> perform, then yes, she's every chance she might make the grand final, Dale. Every chance. <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> but look, no, I, I don't write it off completely. However, look, it's got a big uphill battle. I don't, I don't think it will get through. I don't think the song is strong enough. And for me, I didn't connect with this power ballad, which I should connect with the power ballad. Um, it's just a bit preachy, it's just a bit churchy, and it just doesn't do enough for me, and I'll put it in a 36th place. Okay, so it's only beaten like two home. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's a bit harsh. I like it, though. <laughs> Actually, no, I don't like it. Um, but I like her voice. Yeah. I like her voice. All, All right. right. <laughs> well, look, let us know if you think this will do better than we're expecting, or if you do think that it could be a cheeky chance to get through at Aussie Vision Net across all our social channels. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you can hear the rest of our reviews. Yeah, thanks for joining us, guys. See you later.